Welcome to the third episode of Sports Pantomats. I'm here with no other than Tim Collins and Dakota. Uh, we're back on YouTube, uh, another good little podcast for you to listen to. Uh, if you're watching live on YouTube, you know, follow us, give us a like and a subscribe. We'd really appreciate that. Um, if you're just now listening, we're also on Apple Podcasts, um, Google Podcasts, and we're also on Spotify on Sports Pantomats. So give us a listen. We really appreciate it. And we also just appreciate your feedback. You know, tell us you, if you're enjoying it, what we can improve on, all that good stuff. Without further ado, um, I got some goat talk for tonight, um, all about Larry Bird, you know, so really LeBron, the goat the uh, could it be Magic, could it be LeBron, MJ, Kareem, Elijah, who do you got? All right, so um, I just, just want to start off real quick. Right? Okay. So the consensus, number one, is Michael Jordan, and some people believe LeBron James, right? Okay. So people that have watched both generally say Michael Jordan. And so since I didn't watch Michael Jordan, I just kind of saved Michael Jordan. But you have a different argument, so we'll kind of – I I do. I do. So what the GOAT truly is, it's not about the longevity of your career. It's about the accomplishments and the level you play at while you're in the league. Absolutely. Um, it's not about who the best athlete on the floor, so physically gifted. Um, it is truly the guy who makes um, the people around him better. And he is the best player on the court at all times. Um, Larry Bird is the true GOAT. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of give you why. First of all, he can play any generation. He's a six foot nine forward who can shoot the ball. Um, he's got elite ball handling, elite passing, elite shooting. Um, he's a game changer. He plays defense. Also, he's clutch. You want the ball in his hands when the game is on the line. So I'm just going to go ahead and give you my little on uh, why he's the GOAT. It's going to be a minute for everyone listening. I'm about to blow your mind. He's going to try to convince us that Larry Bird is the GOAT. Someone, some people might not even put him in the top five. He's saying number one. Number one. Number, number one. one right here. So first of all, you got to remember his career ended short. He had back injuries. Um, if you watch the last couple seasons, he had to lay on his stomach while he was on the bench. So you coming no excuses for, you know, any of that stuff. But his career was shortened for sure. So he starts at Indiana State. Have you heard anything about Indiana State since Larry Bird? No. Did no. anyone hear anything about Indiana State before Larry Bird? No. 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 Um, the only reason why we even hear anything, you, you hear Indiana State and you think Larry Bird. Okay. So next. Never hear anything about Indiana State, though. Uh, I don't know. I, so for some reason, I see their games pop up at the bottom of the ESPN thing. I think that's because they're still one. But he takes that team to the NCAA championship to play against Magic and Michigan State. That Indiana State team, who no one hears, hears of, and loses the game. However, I compare it almost to LeBron taking those Cavs with the best, second best players in Gauskas um, to the finals. Starts the rivalry, too. Starts, kicks off the rivalry. So in his first year, He's the one who wins Rookie of the Year, not Magic Johnson. True. He attributes to the Celtics winning 32 more games than they did the season before, which is was for a while a record. I, don't, I think LeBron may have broken that record. However, um, he contributed to one of the largest turnarounds in NBA history. And while doing it, he led his team in points, rebounds, and steals, shot 47% from the floor and 40% from three. Took his team all the way to the conference finals and lost to Julius Irving and the Sixers. 
Next time he made it to the playoffs, you know, winning the finals and overcame a three to one deficit. He is one of the players to win three regular season MVPs in a row. Averaging over those three seasons, 26 points, 10 rebounds a game, seven assists per game, and only missing three regular season games throughout those three years. Now, you guys want to hear about his iconic moments, so because every GOAT has the iconic moments. If you want to argue Jordan with his shot in the um, finals, game five of 87 conference finals against the bad boy Pistons. Uh, the game's pretty much over. The Pistons up by one in the fourth. Um, they have to just pretty much inbound the ball, and they win the game. Go to inbound the ball. Larry Bird comes flying out of nowhere, gets the steal, throws it back inbounds to his teammate up under the goal, layup, ball game. He finishes the point with uh, again with 36 points, 12 rebounds, nine assists. Go watch the play. Just go, go type it in. Go type it in and watch it, and you'll be like, okay, that's a dude. Another iconic 24th quarter points against you know my Hawk fans, Dominique Wilkins, and you know you know what he's doing on Dominique Wilkins and them, calling his shots in Game Seven of the playoffs. Also, he dropped 60 on the Hawks and was so good that he had the Hawks players high-fiving each other on the bench because he was hitting so many shots. And the fans were going crazy for him. Um, he called his own game winner against the um, Sonics. And this is a quote that I found. The Sonics defender said, Larry Bird told me, I'm going to shoot it in your face. After hitting the shot in the defender's face, he told Larry Bird told the defender, damn it, I didn't mean to leave that much time on the clock. And, that, oh, man, his first three-point contest – he says, I'm just looking for who's going to finish second. He won that three-point contest, and he won the other one he participated in. Last game of a road trip against Portland. Oh, I'm going to play left-handed this game. Plays the whole game left-handed and drops 27 points. You tell me, against a Portland Clyde Drexler team. Hit a game winner, game-winning shot. His coach called timeout before. He goes into the huddle and goes, I'm going to go to the same spot. You guys are going to pass me the ball. I'm going to kick it in. I'm going to make the shot. You know what he does? Oh, he just makes a shot and buzzer beater, you know. Oh, against returning from injury against the Pacers in the playoffs, 32-9-7, game five, take a 3-2 lead. They win the series. He almost had a quadruple-double in three quarters, 30 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists, 9 steals in three quarters. Countless finals games against Magic, never had a bad big moment. He never beat himself. Only time he would get beat is if he truly played a better team, and that's honestly because there's a whole lot of good teams in that era. In 87, he's the first player ever to reach the 50-40-90 club, which is shooting 50% from the field, 40% from three, and 90% from the free throw line, something Jordan, Kobe, and LeBron have never done. And then he did it again the next season. Almost has as many career rebounds as Shaq. He's a member of the true dream team of 92. He has three championships and his finals MVP of two of those. He's a few rebounds and assists short of being the first player to average a triple-double in the finals in the 86 finals. And look at the teams he played and beat while doing it. He was able to beat Magic, Kareem, Elijah Wan in the playoffs with a triple-double. Julius Irving, Patrick Ewing, the bad boy Pistons. Oh, Michael Jordan Bulls never even beat Bird in a single playoff game. Now, every time they met in the playoffs, Bird swept him. He never beat him in a playoff game, let alone a series. And he beat the Reggie Miller Pacers. Also, for people who just like to enjoy watching someone just get after it on the basketball court, watch the effort he plays with. It's Russell Westbrook like times 10. You see a guy diving, sliding, fighting on the floor, a guy who wants it more than everybody else. Watch him get rebounds. He's not the biggest guy out there, and he's not the most athletic, but he wants it the most. 
Uh, you can see videos of him playing hurt, black eyes, blood on the jersey. He's a true competitor. Um, a lot of our generation knows white chocolate, Jason Williams, and we think, man, that dude was just unbelievable with the ball. Bird's better than him with his type of passes. Go watch a video. Type it in. He broke people's ankles, and he also would dribble moves, step backs. He could turn heads with passes. Ended his career with 24.3 points per game, 10 rebounds, 6.3 assists. The true GOAT, he changed his team, and he really, him and Magic, shaped the face of the league to what it is today. And he's the one you want to start your team with if you had to choose out of everybody. All right, so listen, out of everything you just said, I think, you know, great job on your research, first of all. Appreciate I really appreciate admire it. Um, I think what you did prove to me, all right, I'll admit it, is that he had the mama mentality, mamba mentality before Kobe. Oh, absolutely. Like, arrived, right? I don't think you convinced me that he's the greatest basketball player of all time. And I think, you know, also from people, you know, what I've heard is in that era, people thought Magic was the better of the two. Right. Um, both players had the privilege of playing with absolutely stacked teams. Magic with the Showtime Lakers and then Larry Bird played with multiple Hall of Famers, not just superstars, but Hall of Famers. So I think with, you know, with your championship thing, I think that's kind of more of a team accolade. I agree. But, you know, stats wise, definitely he's a top player. I don't think anyone disagrees with that. I think everyone thinks of Larry Bird being a top 10 guy, top five. I don't know if anyone... I don't know if anyone says number one, but I respect the argument. I like I like the, the passion for it. Uh, I can tell he's your favorite player. Absolute favorite yeah. player, but also favorite player. I got it, Bird, LeBron, MJ. You got MJ third. Yes, 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 yes. yes. MJ, all that six and zero NBA championships can't be. <laughs> Couldn't beat clutch. Bird. Couldn't beat Bird. It wasn't clutch against Bird. You know, there's there's a great video of Bird. Posting up uh, Scotty Pippen, and then you know, or maybe it's Jordan. He posted up one of them. Another one comes to run and help. You know what he does? Turn around, fade away in the face. Yeah, Water. it's just you know, it's Water. kind of a weird argument to have. Like it's hard to compare players from a generation I didn't even watch. Right? I didn't watch Larry Bird. I didn't watch Michael Jordan. And uh, you know, you see kind of the analysts always say, you know, guys that've been around to watch Michael Bird, LeBron. They always say it's kind of it's Michael then LeBron. So, I, I can see the argument. However, I gotta disagree. I mean, but I, the thing is, like, I, I go back and watch the interviews, stuff like this, that when people will go back and talk about Larry Bird, and they're like, "Man, that's the dude I didn't want to mess with. He, he could just beat you anyway, yeah. all types of ways." Um, you know, current players say that about LeBron, right? So yeah. you can cherry pick quotes and cherry pick highlights, but I just think you just gotta kind of gotta go off of what people have seen. I think you actually got the, the privilege of watching both players. Or you can just go do the – you know, just go back and watch highlights. Go back and watch films. Everybody, for real, go back and watch films of the older players who people talk about, and you can see who the game changers are and who are like I, – I, I view MJ and Kobe. Well, instead of similar. highlights, how about this? Go watch a whole game. Oh, dude, it's amazing. Right? It's because amazing. here's the thing. I can make a highlight of when I played football, and I could pick certain blocks and convince I you know. I was a D1 athlete. I know. I wasn't a D1 athlete. Go watch a full Larry Bird game, and yeah. at every single point, you're going to be like, that's the best dude on the floor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I'll – Against yeah. Magic, Kareem, all of them. Yeah. That, go watch that's, that's a different argument. Go, 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 you can go on YouTube and watch them for free if you want to. Go watch them. 
you can watch all those get like old school games, stuff like that. You can find them. Yeah. It's a good watch. And I'm telling you, you're gonna be like, all right, Bird is the best player on the floor. He can just do it all. And he wants it the most. That's what that's I'm telling you, just a true Listen, you convinced me. He had the mentality, the mentality that you know I kind of like, you know, get after it, compete every play. I just don't Dang. You didn't convince me the other thing, but you did convince me something. So that's a big hey, There we go. There's a big moral, moral victory. You wanted me to you wanted to convince me of something, you convinced me of something. There we go. There we go. You got anything about your goat besides MJ and yeah. Sato? Okay, yeah. all that. Uh, you know he got beat by Shaq and Penny Hardaway yeah. at one point. Yeah. As well, when he came back from baseball. But no one talks about that baseball. too much. Alright. Next, we got one more goat talk before we kind of get rolling on the podcast some more, but go up quarterbacks, which is often argued. I Hard think argue. I, it's very fun to argue. And a lot of people can just kind of, you know, there's a lot of arguments you can make for lots of people. Um, the best person I've seen play the quarterback position for a long time was Aaron Rodgers skill-wise. I, I didn't see a quarterback like him until Pat Mahomes entered the league, which I think will end up being up there with the GOATs. However, I'm going to let you guys kind of get rolling on your GOAT, and then I'll get to mine. Um, the only quarterback I look at, I look at quarterbacks and I look at championships. And I look at Tom Brady with six championships, and then I go a little bit farther back and I look at Terry Bradshaw has four, and he's also undefeated. Terry Bradshaw? You mean Joe Montana? Terry Bradshaw. He's talking about Terry Bradshaw quarterback for the yeah yeah Steelers. Yeah. He's four now. Yeah. Well, the thing with Terry Bradshaw argument is even Terry Bradshaw admits that he's a mediocre quarterback. He's just playing still. Look at championships. So Joe Flacco is a better quarterback than Dan Marino. I mean, about Joe Flacco. Yeah, yeah. He's got got a championship. Trent Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer for the Ravens. Led the Ravens to a Super Bowl. You're saying that Trent Dilfer. Championships. So Trent Dilfer. Championships. All right. Listen, listen. So Trent Dilfer is better than Dan Marino. I want to hear your answer. If I look at championships, I'm going to say yes. So Trent, according to Tim, guys, I'm going to let me know. Trent Dilfer is better. I'm gonna put up. I'm gonna put up. I think Trent Dilfer is better than Patrick Mahomes. I'm gonna put up a poll. Is Trent Dilfer and um, Joe Flacco better than Pat Mahomes and Dan Marino Marino quarterback (laughs) Mm -hmm. position? All right. So you know, just in the playoffs. Before I started looking into this, Tom Brady. Right. I put Tom Brady number one. Just how long he has been great. Right. It's just amazing. Um, I've always thought that Aaron Rodgers is probably the most skilled quarterback I've ever watched, most talented um, early in his career. I could not stand watching the guy. Really? He, he's too good. I don't like my guys to be too good. All right? I get jealous very easy. All right? He's putting up Madden numbers. And then my favorite quarterback, just kind of put it out there, is Peyton Manning. I love Peyton Manning. But uh, the way I started doing this is instead of going by career stats, right, because if you just look at career stats, we're talking about Benny Testaverde being one of the top quarterbacks. So what I did was I went in and uh, added up all this, the stats from each season and divided by the number of years they played. And I took out rookie years or years they didn't start or if they played less than 10 games. I did not include that season. So when I did that, Tom Brady has 3,852 3, yards per, per season. Mm-hmm. 28 yard, 28 touchdowns per season, 63% completion rating, and 9.8 interceptions with a 97 passer rating. Okay? I have four quarterbacks. I should have said that. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Peyton Manning. 
So then with Drew Brees, so this is excluding his first year, his rookie year. He has 4,274 yards per season, 30 touchdowns per season, 67% completion rating per, per season, my bad, uh, 13 interceptions per season, and a 98.3 passer rating. Aaron Rodgers, 4,186 yards per season, 32 touchdowns per season, 64% completion rating per season, 7 interceptions, and a 102.9 passer rating. Peyton Manning, 4,231 yards per season, 31 touchdowns per season, 65.3 completion rating per season, 14 interceptions per season, and 96.5 passer rating per season. Now, that's a lot of numbers, so I'll break it down even further for you. <laughs> so, with passing yards, okay, the, the guy that everyone says is the GOAT, Tom Brady, he came in fourth out of the four guys I said. And touchdowns per season. Uh, yeah, touchdowns per season, he came in fourth. And completion percentage, he came in fourth. And interceptions, he came in third, which is good. That means he don't turn over the ball a lot. He only had nine interceptions. One sequel, 9.8. One season, he only had two. So that really skewed the numbers. And then a 97% passer rating, which is third out of these four guys. Um, Drew Brees, he was first in yards, third in touchdowns. First in completion rating. So anyway, I I, I kind of averaged out these numbers as well, right? And so fourth place is Tom Brady out of with these stats is Tom Brady. Second or third place would be Peyton Manning. Second place would be Drew Brees, and number one is actually Aaron Rodgers. Now with Aaron Rodgers' numbers, you kind of kind of have to remember. Offense is changing. Yeah, offensive changing, right? Early in Peyton Manning's career and Tom Brady's career, they weren't throwing the ball nearly as much. And Drew Brees actually played in kind of the same era. I think mm-hmm. for both Tom Brady and Drew Brees, they counted 18 seasons. Uh, Peyton was 17. Okay. So them three specifically played in the same era. And so if you want to just go off of them three, Drew Brees is actually the best quarterback statistic-wise. And the reason I don't like to go by the championship argument it's because it's such a it's such a team accolade. I agree. All right. Tom Brady is not playing defense. Tom Brady can't catch the ball. You know, when we go over the GOAT talk with the NBA, it's totally different. Larry Bird's passing the ball. Larry Bird's shooting the ball. Larry Bird's playing defense. Larry Bird's doing everything. Tom Brady, Tom Brady ain't doing anything, guys. He's I mean, well, he's not playing defense. He's doing he he has control over one aspect of the game. And so I think he's played on some of the most talented teams and with probably the greatest coach of all time with Bill Belichick. I think he's a beneficiary of that. But I think if you want to just go strictly by the numbers, I mean, you can go with Aaron Rodgers based off of the numbers, but you also got to remember kind of the offensive Uh play. And if you just take away the longevity, quit looking at career stats, look at per season, you have to go Drew Brees in my opinion. You know, coming into argument, I was going to Tom Brady. You know, I just remember all the crazy seasons Tom Brady has had. But, yeah, according to the numbers, it's Drew Brees. That's, I don't know if you're a big numbers guy. That's a pretty good Obviously, stuff, I yeah. am. That's but. pretty good stuff. I, I, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I'm, I'm surprised no one brought up Joe Montana. Well, see, oh, and see, yeah, yeah, I should kind of defend myself on that. I didn't want to include quarterbacks that I didn't watch. Okay. So I mean, and also, he's from a different era, so that kind of, like, mess up. I mean, old, I, if I add old quarterbacks, uh, that kind of changes – yeah, how exactly. I would average that because obviously I don't know where Joe Montana would fall in these ratings. Mm-hmm. Because Joe Montana is a elite 
arm, uh, one of the greatest. But since the offenses are so different, he might end up fifth, and I don't think that would do Joe uh-huh. Montana justice. Yes. So we may end up having a guest caller tonight yeah. come in and kind of talk about his little goat theories. I think he's. I know I've talked to him personally. I think he's a more of a Joe Montana guy. But I'm I'm happy we're going to be able to get his experience in, mainly because. He's seen all these guys play, and that's what I, I enjoy about it. Yeah, and that's that's what I wanted to add was just guys I've seen play. Also, I didn't include Patrick Mahomes. That's too, early, two too, early, too early. Yeah, that's way too early. Um, so I'm gonna get to my goat real quick, which is actually Drew Brees. Yeah. Um, I will, all leading up to this last video that came out from the Patriots organization, I was you know what Tom Brady is the goat. Um, he's won enough for me. I, I can't deny anymore the, the time he's done it over at such a high level for so long. But now I don't know what's attributed to the cheating scandal and what all goes on behind closed doors and stuff like that. And I'm not going to get in too much into it. Um, but I, I just can't appreciate it as much as I used to anymore. It's kind of Houston Astros-ish to me. Um, so I think Drew Brees is the GOAT because – he leads the NFL in career passing yards, completions, completion percentage, and touchdowns. Um, and see, Dan Marino was very talented, put up stats, but he never won the Super Bowl. But however, Drew Brees did win the Super Bowl, and I think that's a big thing on his legacy, especially winning the Super Bowl in New Orleans. And he kind of pulled them up out of an abyss after Hurricane Katrina, just like what he means to an NFL organization. Um, I think he's just as important as like Brady is to the Patriots, Montana was to the 49ers. Um, I honestly for Manning was to the Colts. Um, I think he needs to be put in that conversation more often. I, he's my goat, and I think especially through all his adversities, had to come through the shoulder injuries and stuff like that. I just think he needs to be appreciated more. Puts up the stats, wins the Super Bowls, does all the good stuff. He's he's a good leader. Um, he's he's my goat, no doubt. Him and Sean Payton just make a good duo. Yeah, and with Tom Brady, there's no denying he wins a lot, right? Um, I kind of contribute that thing to having a great defense and a great coach for a long time. But I don't want to sound like I'm taking away from him. These numbers are still ridiculous. You know, you're oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. Three thousand eight hundred yards per season. Over eighteen. Seasons. Over eighteen seasons or something like that. So. You know, 28 touchdowns, a 63% completion rate. So these are still outstanding numbers. I'm just saying, as far as GOAT, I got Drew Brees. All right, off the top of your head real quick before I get to the next topic, I just got an update about, you know, I'm a kind of a – I enjoy watching the Packers. Packers-Vikings are come on at 8.30. Any live, you know, little predictions you got on the game, who you got? I think it's Packers at Vikings, so it's definitely going to be a skull chance. I got the Vikings. I Vikings. Because they're, they're playing for – Dalvin Cook's out. Dalvin Cook's out. I still got the Vikings. Okay. I got the Packers, um, Kirk Cousins, can't find Primetime. Primetime, I got, I got Packers. He's turned it around the second half of the season. We'll see, we'll see. It'll probably be low scoring, though, because Aaron Rodgers is something. Yeah, yeah. He, he hasn't been too hot this, this year. Um, that was, give it to Aaron Jones. Yeah, give it to the better Aaron of the year. So now, since you know the new year is coming upon us, I got everyone's been debating their athlete of this decade that we just went through. I want to get to our predictions of who we think the athlete of next decade is going to be. Uh, if you want to start at Tim or Dakota, whoever you um, – I'm, I'm going to go with Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. I think he will still be dominant as he is then. If, if his uh, injuries don't hold him back or anything, 
I think he'll still be as dominant as he's been. What holds him back more, injuries or load management? Um, this season, it's been load management. Because that is – I mean, this season they haven't played him as much. That's been very, like, off like that. Because they, they, they probably just don't want to get him injured. They didn't really do that with Toronto. And see, that's why I can't give a lot of guys the goat or, like, you know, great player comp, like argument anymore when you're sitting out games and stuff like that for low yeah, I, don't like I don't like that mentality. I don't like you should want to go out and get after it every night. That's what you get paid to do. I think if you get load management or something like that. I think it's also be paid a game day problem in general. I mean, you're talking about playing 82 games in a season. I'd like – it's impossible. It'll never happen. I'd like to see that number decrease. I think in the lockout season um, – I can't remember what year it was. It was – wasn't too long ago. Yeah, I remember it. but that regular season games were fun to watch, right? Because there was less games, so they had more to play for. Mm -hmm. they, had to, they had to win more games. I thought it was more entertaining, personally. Quick thing for you. Have you heard about the tournament they're talking about? I've heard about it. I really, really liked it. About it. I really liked it. Yeah, the it's team, interesting. The I, I think that, they're stealing it from, like, the soccer corner. Yeah, the like team that. that wins, each player on the team gets a million dollars. So yeah. I think that gets them incentive board to play, especially those guys who, you know, are underpaid and stuff like yeah. that. So, you like, know, for, for people there. that – Kind of leave the tournament early. I think they play like 74 or 75 games. But teams that win the tournament, I think they're saying they play like 83. But I say cut the season down to really like 64 games. Because honestly, it'll never happen. Like it's fun to talk about. It'll never no, happen. No. You know, owners will not take money out of their pocket. No. It won't happen. Who you got as athletes of the decade? All right. So, right. athlete of the coming decade, and I couldn't choose current players. You're not, you don't know how they're going to perform oh, okay, okay. in the pros. So, that's why I kind of went away from college players. Um, I went with Lamar Jackson because he's one of the hottest athletes right mm. now. Everybody's talking about him. I know Tim thinks he's overrated. Mm. I got Lamar Jackson. Um, he's young. He's still young. He'll be playing this whole decade. And also have Luca in the NBA. Okay. okay. I think Luca is probably going to. Luca's fun to watch, guys. Luca's legit. So I really like Lamar. Lamar Jackson pick. I like. I hope he stays healthy over those. Yeah, that's decade. another thing. Um, however, I I think we do need to slow down the hype for him a little bit. He's a great, I th like I said, he's a generational talent and everything. Yeah. However, this is his second year. Like we're saying, slow down on Patrick Mahomes a little bit. Also slow yeah, down on Lamar Jackson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to go with someone young. I got I, I actually got Ronald Acuna, um, okay. baseball player for the Braves. I think he's the new coming of Mike Trout almost. He's got the speed, the power. Uh, he can do it all, hit it all sides of the field. He can go apo taco. You know, he can yank one down third baseline. And then he can play left, right, center. He can do it all. Uh, great defender, great arm. He's almost joined the 40-40 club this year, 40 home runs, 40 steals. That hasn't been done in a while. He's just very fun to watch. Um, I really honestly think the hope – I hope the Braves get a new manager, someone who can relate to the young guys better than Brian Snicker. But also my other – Little athlete of the decade was also Luka Doncic. I, I'm not going to compare him to Larry Burks. I don't know if he has that mentality yet. I haven't seen it in the postseason. However, I did compare him to LeBron James. I think he has a similar game to LeBron. He's not the athlete that he is. However, he can shoot it, and he can shoot it better than LeBron. I mean, he makes everyone around him better. He can pass the ball. He moves the ball. You can see how the Mavericks offense has changed since he's come in there. Everyone's moving the ball. He's out right now. But go watch him play. The ball's still moving around everywhere because he that's just the type of player he is. I see he got them into that mindset as well. So, honestly, I have the Mavs make, making the playoffs this season yeah. in a loaded Western Conference and winning the playoff series. Oh, yeah. So, here to here first, that's the first whoop, whoop, hot take of the night. 
Gotcha, gotcha. Luka Doncic wins a playoff series this season. Interesting. Talking about NBA, we got who is the king of the NBA right now? Um, I'm a Kawhi Leonard. He don't even play. He don't play. You know, and that's my thing. He's the king. And that's my thing. He won over the Raptors. He's the king of Canada. Doesn't matter if he's not even playing for him anymore. <laughs> he's the king. He he don't. Are you a Clippers fan? Or are you just quiet there? I'm he just quiet. Like, he doesn't play enough, and that he can't be king because you know what? I mean, Doesn't he's matter. sitting out. He's sitting on the sidelines watching. Doesn't Patrick matter. Beverly's doing all his dirty work. He's probably still gonna win the NBA championship. He don't. He don't even win LA. All right, I have Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo, or I'm just gonna say Greek Antetokounmpo because I'm not sure I'm saying his name right. Um, I think if you're talking about the best players in the NBA right now, not talking about, not talking about uh, who was better early in their career. Mm-hmm. I'm saying right now this season, I still think it's Giannis, and also he was the MVP last year. Quick question. Gotcha. What's up? We get into the playoffs, and you mm-hmm. got Giannis on the floor. Yeah. I'm just gonna send him to the free throw line. Yeah. Okay. I mean. You can you can do that. Over I right. put what if I just put like my, my you know third string roster and a couple of like you know maybe third string point guard big man mm-hmm. and like anytime Giannis touches the post, go bounce him to the free throw line. Hack a Giannis instead of hack a Shaq. Yeah, because honestly he's a what a sixty yeah, percent yeah, yeah. free You're throw right. shooter. Well, I think last so, season was seventy. So I know last in the playoffs he, he struggled. So this year's in the fifties. I, I was about to say. So hear yeah. me out. This is how I would defend him, and this is why I don't think he's the king of the NBA. Okay. I push him towards the three-point line, which he's been a whole lot better recently shooting the three-point shot. I've watched him recently, and it's been impressive. I'm like, man, if this dude can make it consistently from three, it's trouble for a lot of people. However, you force him to shoot the three still and be like, he's just on a little streak right now. And if he keeps making them, then maybe go out there. But as soon as he gets the ball inside the paint or anything like that, I would just hug him and not let him throw the ball up and just send him to the free throw line. Because, what? first of all, if we're doing the little numbers game that everyone likes to do about shooting the three ball instead of the two ball – well, you know what's even better? Making him shoot one because he's a almost 50% free throw shooter. So now every possession, they're getting one point because he's at the free throw level. Well, yeah, and, and this is kind of the argument that people made about LeBron James earlier in his career too, right? Mm-hmm. Keep at the free throw line. Let him shoot a three. It's not early in his career no more. Yeah, no, my point is, is we were calling, there, people were calling, he was the self-proclaimed king early in his career. I just think that right now, if you're saying the king of the NBA, the best player in the NBA, I think it's Giannis. I mean, right now, Giannis is only playing 31 minutes a game, okay? He has 31 points per game. He's scoring one point per minute. Uh, 56% field goal rating, which he does – he stays close to the, the basket. I can – you know, I'll admit it. He's, he kind of plays like a center. Yeah. He's a center that's called himself a small forward. But you could also say he's a, a center with point guard hand, handling. All right? He, he can handle the ball pretty well. Um, he has five assists per game, 12 rebounds, um, one steal and a block. And also, he's leading the team the team with the best record in the NBA right now. And let me tell you something that he doesn't have that Kawhi has and LeBron has. He doesn't have another superstar with him. Unless you want to call Chris Middleton a superstar and Eric Bledsoe a superstar. Does he have a deeper team than LeBron does? Did Kawhi have one last year with him? Is Kyle I mean, Lowry really a superstar? No, but they had a very deep team. They had a deep and that's team. What I'm, and I'm talking about this season, right? We're talking about – and, you know, I guess we can't talk about last season. But even last season, who won the MVP? Who, between them two, the the media and, I guess, MVP voters picked Giannis. So. Um, 
Harvard should have won. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, go ahead, go ahead. I don't think Giannis has a deeper team. I, no, because LeBron James has Anthony Davis, and Dwight Howard's playing very well this season. Playing very well this right, season. But who's more efficient in the game at this point in their careers, Dwight Howard or Robin Lopez? They are both the Lopez brothers, actually. Yeah, I wouldn't say Robin Lopez. I say Robin Lopez. Lopez. Well, both and I don't think both I don't think Robin Lopez is really a high quality player. Like a, oh, that's is Dwight that's, Howard though. Exactly. This season, Dwight Howard. So, been, yeah. We talk about the Lakers. There's been a king, and he's still the king in the NBA. That's my man, Bron Bron. Okay. You know the second version of. Larry Bird, except for without the menta- yeah. mentality. He's a man. He's the current king, right? He's the current king. He's the current king. All right, let's and talk about this. Hold on. Hear me right. out. Hear me out. He's a man on a mission this year, and you're going to pull up stats. Yeah. But it's – see, there's a thing. You can argue stats. You can argue eye test. And yeah, I can – By the eye test, by my eye test, I think John is a better player right now. I think LeBron's a better – he has a – Better basketball IQ. He can get the ball. He passes better than Giannis. He ball handles better than Giannis. He there's no one who passes the ball like LeBron in the league. Um, he's a more efficient scorer than Giannis. Well, not more efficient because he's not around the basket, but he's a better scorer than Giannis. The only thing that Giannis has on LeBron is he's a super freak athletically. He's long and tall and strong, so he can just bully people in the paint. And while LeBron can't at this point in his career, he's a little he's a little older now stuff like that. However, he's still the best player on the floor at all times, no matter where he goes. All right, so I'll just go based off of, – I'll ignore the, the stats I have, and I'll go just based off of what you said. So you said that John is, is may have better numbers than LeBron because he's more physically gifted. Right? Yes. So early – or really not even early. Right now, LeBron is really the most physically gifted player in the league. He, he's the strongest. He's he's one no. of the fastest. No, at this point in his career, I think LeBron. All right. Or how about even in the mid midpoint of his career, the peak of his career, even the peak of his career. Kawhi, AD, LeBron. All right, we'll get uh, to that. Oh my god. So you know, saying yeah. that oh, Giannis is just better than LeBron because he's physically gifted. LeBron's been more physically gifted than everybody his entire career. Right, he's smarter than everybody though too. He is smarter, and and that's the thing that I think separates LeBron from everything else. I don't think LeBron is the most skilled guy. I think he's physically gifted, and I think he's super intelligent. I think he sees the game a lot better than most people. That's what makes people go. It's never the most talented because I mean, honestly, look at look at. I'm not not arguing that Giannis is the most talented. I'm just saying he's the best player, most athletic. But I got to get to this comment that. Well, well, one more thing. All right, you said that. LeBron is a better passer. Yes, absolutely. LeBron has four assists per game this season. Giannis has 5.6. You, tell me you can go ahead and go. Okay, no, no, no. Who's a better passer, LeBron or Giannis? Well, no, don't according to the stats. According to the stats. No, no, answer the question. Yeah, yeah. I'm fixing the answer. According to the stats, Giannis is a better passer. Who's a better? Giannis is a better passer than according LeBron. According to the stats, yeah. Say to the camera, tell him that Giannis. No, right, no, so no. According to the stats, stats opinion, guys. Opinion, Giannis opinion, is the opinion. Opinion. Opinion-wise, LeBron is probably true, a better passer. True best passer because – Giannis hasn't even made a finals yet. Don't tell me about anything about Giannis. I don't want to hear nothing about – he hasn't made a finals. At this point in, in LeBron James' career, at the same age as Giannis, LeBron he, has zero rings. But he made it to a finals. So what? He got swept. Giannis, Giannis hasn't even – he's won one playoff series. Listen, man, when the, and, and I kind of – a private message between all of us. Okay? I said Giannis only played in the NBA for six years before he got – or played basketball before for six years before he got to the NBA. And y'all kind of laugh at me for saying this, but – the reason I brought that up was because developmental-wise, right? Look, Giannis was playing 
for a very short period of time before he got to the NBA. So he took he, it took him a couple of years to get adjusted, first of all, to the NBA, but he's still learning the game. And so I think LeBron is the more smarter guy, but I think as far as being the better player right now, it's Giannis. Man, the disrespect. Stats don't lie, by the way. Stats don't lie. All right, you want to go by stats because let's look up assists by each season throughout their careers together. We can even look at LeBron's, just, LeBron at this point at his rookie year. We can take yeah, those. Yeah, and I did address that too, by the way. Because I did say that Giannis averages the more assists throughout that little. Giannis was only playing basketball for six years. Before well, he got you know what, damn it, he's been in the league for seven years and tired of hearing he's a young guy. But you're talking like about that. breaking it down by season by season, so I'm just explaining why there's going to be a seven, for seven years in, and you got one playoff Developmentally wise, LeBron was a superstar as a high school. He, he, he was a top NBA guy in high school. I, I I'm, not, I'm not arguing that. I think LeBron's always been amazing. I just think. I could. Wow, man, that's. I got to disagree. You said that LeBron's the third best player in LA, and honestly, I that I think Kawhi's better than him right now. I think Anthony Davis is. Anthony Davis hasn't won anything. What is that? Yeah. Uh, and you know what? What's the accomplishment? LeBron's I older now. Yeah, I partly like agree with him. I'm not going to sit there and say LeBron's the third best, but I do think Kawhi is a better player now than LeBron. I'm not saying career-wise. I'm saying right now. I think Kawhi and yeah. AD are better. Listen, you okay, got to get off the mindset. No, 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 no. You know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to argue with you guys. I'm going to let playoff time roll around. Okay. And I'm going to let LeBron, because I'm going to go ahead and give another hot take. I think we see an old school finals, Lakers-Celtics finals. Are we going to talk about team to beat? Oh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Those are my two teams to beat right there, Lakers-Celtics. Lakers-Celtics. Um, but honestly, I mean, I think – I don't think the Bucks are going to make it. Like I said, Giannis is a limited player to me. He can't, can't shoot free throws. Um, the Sixers, Ben Simmons. Uh, we had a funny group little text the other night. Um, a buddy said Grant Williams is the goat. I laughed and said, "Hey, he finally passed Ben Simmons in career threes." So when you got Ben Simmons on the floor, he's a liability as well at some point. So I don't think he's going to hold them back. So I think I really got the Celtics. They got a lot of shooting. Um, I think they're going to make a big splash trade move. Stephen Adams to the Celtics. I think. From the OKC Thunder. Oh, wow. I think that's going to go down. Is, that, is there rumors about that, or is that just something you think is going to happen? I think that's going to happen. Do you just think it's going to happen? He has a big contract. Can the Celtics afford it? That's who I, I think they should go after. Just, yeah. They need a big man presence. They just, okay, so you're just saying what you that's your Christmas I, wish list. That's my hot take. That's what I think is yeah. going to happen. I think it is going to happen. I don't know. OKC, I, don't know. Yeah. OKC, I think, is a two or three games above 500 right now. Uh, so, loaded Western Conference. I, don't, I think they may fall off eventually. I think they're probably playing their best basketball right now. Then go, like, all right, let's just start the rebuild and try to see who we can get rid of. Yeah. Um, my team to be, I have the Lakers. Uh, first of all, they're 20.6, I think. And just kind of a private conversation I had with me and another friend. Um, I actually thought the Lakers would just struggle to get into the playoffs, period. I wasn't really convinced in some of the accusations they got besides Anthony Davis. But um, those guys have shown up, and they're, they're playing good. You know, what's, you know what's crazy, though? Quinn Cook hasn't really played that much. Yeah. And like that, a lot of guys that they've signed really haven't performed to the level that they're supposed to. But the thing is, though, is at least one of them show up, right? LeBron and AD are putting in great stats. And, you know, can uh, Pope, he might put up 21 points or Danny Green. Like someone someone off the bench is, is contributing and helping them win. I think they got guys that are kind of – that can get hot in a game and mm-hmm. score points. 
And also, and the reason I thought the Lakers were kind of struggling to make the playoffs is because of injuries. I thought Dwight Howard, you know, Dwight Howard's been struggling with injuries. Anthony Davis has yet to play a full season in his career. So I thought injuries would kind of get to him. I'm not wishing injuries on him. No. But um, if they stay healthy, they, I mean, that's a surprise for me. I know a lot of people thought they, they'd be a shooting in the playoffs, but they also thought that last season. So. Um, Clippers, Kawhi, playoffs, money time. Yeah. You know, I, I really do like the Clippers. I really do. I th- Honestly, though, I do think load management's going to come back and bite them. I don't. I think it's a lot tougher to get Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on the floor together and to know, you know, I mean, of course, Kawhi is the alpha right there, and Paul George has to take, you know, second in command to him. However, they, they don't get a lot of that interaction with all this load management that's going on and stuff like that. I think um, they have the deepest team like Lou Williams, uh, Patrick Beverly, um, is it Montrez, Harrell? Yeah. They, got, they got some dudes over there who can play. I like Doc Rivers, former Celtics coach. I mean, we just taking Paul George and – and Kawhi Leonard and put them on a team that, that was already that was already good. fun to watch last year. Defensive, like yeah. a defensive just team you don't want to mess with. Yeah. Um we're gonna kind of roll to speaking of defense, I guess we're gonna roll to the NFL, you know, some good games this past weekend. Sorry about the last podcast. We had predictions, um, we had recruiting as well. We kind of had technical difficulties and lost all of our footage. So we're gonna kind of do a couple repeats of some stuff, but first I predicted my prediction for wrong. I had the Cowboys beating the Eagles, and I had the Bills beating the Patriots. I was wrong on both. Uh, the Cowboys still somehow had a shot to make the playoffs. <laughs> if Philly loses to in New York this weekend, which is honestly pretty likely, mm-hmm. and the uh, Cowboys beat the Redskins at home, good chance of that. They're still in the playoffs, yeah. which it's got to be rough. I think um, they. I know they lost seventeen to nine which is very awful numbers to put up offensively when you have those players. I gotta, I'm got i going to get on a guy in a little bit. I'm going to let you guys go ahead and roll off about what you got on the game from this weekend. I mean, Dallas, something needs to change. I think they need to fire Jason Garrett, obviously. They need to. It's been coming for a while. Um, Dak, I don't know if they should re-sign him, let him go, stop a franchise tag on him, and then decide what to do. But he's missed. He missed so many throws in that game, over the head, and he left or right. It doesn't matter. He missed so many throws that could have won them the game, and he just missed them. Yeah. Um. I think, I think the time for Jason Garrett has kind of run out. Uh, first of all, I didn't know this, but this is his last year on his contract. Yeah. Uh, I just think it's. I think it's. The Cowboys are probably going to go out and play this game for him. I think everyone kind of knows. The writing's probably on the writing is probably on the wall that that's Jason Garrett's last game as a head coach for the Cowboys, unless they make the playoffs. Um, I don't think the Eagles are going to lose to the Giants. I just don't. But um, as far as Dak Prescott goes, I, I just I don't think you can get I don't think you get rid of the guy. Um, I know someone's probably going to argue that, but. <laughs> I don't think he's a bottom of the barrel quarterback, and I think that he middle is middle of the pad. Huh? Middle of the pad. Yeah, I think I think he's a good quarterback. I think he deserves to be paid. Um, should he be Aaron Rodgers' money or Tom Brady money? Probably not. But whenever you have a quarterback that doesn't lose you games and can make big impacts on the game, right? I think you pay them, and I think you build around them. Um, this game. 
football is not just about the quarterback. And I think as fans and media people, we, we look at a team and we judge it by the quarterback play. And I think it's a good indicator because, you know, they kind of are the guy that has the, their hands on the ball every play besides the center. But I just think – I think that Prescott can win a Super Bowl with Dallas. I think they need more pieces around them. I think – maybe not more pieces, but a better defense. I think offensively, there's no excuse for what's happened with the Dallas Cowboys offensively. To score zero touchdowns against Philadelphia Eagles, that's, that's ridiculous. Um, I know Dak Prescott had a hurt shoulder. But I think played. him and his agent planted that story. Well, anyway, he, bad, played, bad he, played, he played, so there's no excuse. Well, here's the problem. If they want to pay him, they're going to have to play 30-plus million. Yeah, and I think that's probably going to happen because they're not re-signing Amari Cooper. Yeah, no. Amari okay. Cooper has played himself hold out of a contract. Like, hold on. First, we – Happy thing for Dallas Cowboy fans. You know that there's a coaching change coming. So you get to celebrate. You know, like, he's gone. However, he's going to your rival, the Giants. Jason Garrett's going to go to the Giants and get their system going the right way. He's not a bad coach. Um, however, Dak's not the guy. He's the French. I'm, you hit it right there, the nail on the head, man. You franchise, franchise tag him one year, and you get a quarterback and some offensive line in this draft. Because you paid your defense. You realized, okay, you know, these are the guys we're going to win with on defense. These are our guys. Dak, you franchise tag him. You give him one more shot. shot. That you get your money. Because that's what you're supposed to do for us. And to lead his offense to nine points against an Eagles defense who hasn't been that great to me all year is awful. Amari Cooper, is, but he's gone after this year. I, I've got no clue how people have been arguing that they need to pay Amari Cooper over Dak. That's a ridiculous He's never on the field in big moments, and he doesn't show up in the big games. In big I think moments. that might be Jason Garrett probably. They uh, rotated Amari Cooper off the field because he ran a go route. I think I don't know if you've heard that quote by Jason Garrett. Amari Cooper ran a go route, so instead of making you know a snap decision, oh, Amari Cooper is fourth and one. We need this fourth down to win the game or potentially win the game. But anyway, but, they rotate him off. I think that's just terrible but coaching. But there's third down plays where he's not on the field. Yeah, and, and, that's what I'm saying. I think, and, but. I, I think it has to do with coaching. And also, but Zeke checking himself out of the game at one point in the game, all of this stuff is just mind-blowing to me. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't have paid Zeke in the first place. That was a, that was wrong to me. Once you pay those running backs for some reason, they start. They don't run with the same passion as they used to. However, some running backs run it. I mean, some running backs earn it, and Zeke rightfully earned it. However, I would have moved on and just rolled with Pollard because he's just been so much of a distraction to the Cowboys to me and so many off the field issues. Is he worth all this money? And then now he's underperforming all that money. All the guys that they paid are all underperforming. Jalen Smith, Demarcus Lawrence, Zeke Elliott, all these guys underperforming. Now you're going to go pay Dak. What's he probably going to end up doing? Because hey, he hasn't performed up to what he should be getting. Like you're arguing he should be paid money. Has he performed to that these past couple of games? All his stats are inflated. Because fourth quarter, he's having to go downfield and throw the ball about 20, 30 times in the fourth quarter. So he puts up – through three quarters, he's had about a buck 70 yards and a touchdown and a pick. Then in the fourth quarter, they're down 20. So he scores two throwing touchdowns and about two yards. And he ends up getting 400 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. You're like, dang, he didn't play too bad. He didn't lose him the game, I don't think. But in reality, his stats just got inflated from that fourth quarter. Yeah, but the thing is – so common – argument that has happened on this podcast, right, is this guy should be let go, draft another quarterback. This guy needs to be let go, draft another quarterback. We say that about every argument we've had. 
I just don't think you can approach every single team with get rid of that quarterback. We're not, we're not saying, I think they need a franchise. Franchise tag him, or if he wants a contract. And, but when did you say after the franchise tag? If he doesn't, if he doesn't perform, you got to. But he's performing right now. He's he's performing to when you maybe a division title every three or four years. The Cowboys have gone eight and eight for a while. I don't think it's a Dak Prescott problem. I think it's a Dallas Cowboys problem. But but see, he's not the money that he's requesting is not worth. Like it's just he's not worth that kind of money. He's wanting thirty something million, and what's even worse is. How he somehow, him and his agent are going to plant this injury story right before this biggest game of his career. I've never heard anything about Dak Prescott being injured. Are you going to sit here and tell me he's never been banged up? Because you don't hear anything about Dak Prescott's questionable. He's on the injured list. But all of a sudden, before the biggest game of his career on a contract year, he got a banged up shoulder, foot, pinky, back, all this stuff. What? No, you're just trying to get an excuse for when you go blow the game for your team and put up nine points against Philly. That's awful. He had a, he had a bad game against Philly, and, and, and you know, I, th- I don't think that's arguable. He's an eight, eighteen to twenty-five million dollar quarterback a year. He's not um, anywhere above the elite. He's not a. T- I don't even know if he's a top ten quarterback. I'll give him top sixteen because that's in the upper half, I guess. Because there's thirty-two teams, but. I mean, I could also argue he's in the bottom six. I do think this offseason he is going to get franchise tag, but I also think the Eagles had a good game plan. You got to give them credit because they had like two or three receivers the whole game, and they their offense they played good and their defense. The Eagles were led by a team that one of us, not going to say who, led by Carson Wentz, who someone said should probably be dropped soon. So I don't, I don't like Carson Wentz. I think, yeah. I, like I said, he still hasn't proved the. Um, he's but that, that kind of goes back to what I'm saying, right? Is but no, we look at every. I'm not arguing and saying he's not talented. Not every yeah, but you said that maybe they should move on from Carson Wentz. No, they made the. I think organizationally, I think there's just a big divide there because you got a Nick Foles statue outside, and then you got Carson Wentz just trying to live up to that statue, and he just you're not going to. He brought the first championship to Philly. You're like he's always gonna be in the shadows. So you know who. Nick Foles, who has nothing to do, like no business being the same conversation talent-wise as Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is very talented. The only thing anyway, is, is back to that person. I don't think what, what I don't think the up? Cowboys. I don't think the Cowboys should get rid of him. Um, I don't think he. You know, I don't think he is. He should get top quarterback money, but I do think the Cowboys should resign him. I would trade for Derek Carr. I don't even know what to say to that. Well, yeah, I'm speechless. Why? Yeah. Derek Carr's not He's no, no different than Dak Prescott, but he's under contract. You get control him for a couple of years, and you move on from Dak. He's experienced. You don't really have no downfall to it. You just realize that, hey, you know, Dak's kind of – we're not really winning with Dak. Um, he's going to be on the market. Derek, Pres- Derek, uh, Derek, Derek Carr get a massive contract. I said yeah. he's under contract for a couple well, of years. Well, why not just sign Derek Prescott to a contract? It's 30-plus million, too. Cause, what is, cause I, I just, so you're talking about trading a guy that I think is probably worse than Dak Prescott. You're talking about trading Dak Prescott for is Derek Carr. Is he, is he worse than Dak Prescott? Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> I think, I mean, there's not a big drop-off either way. So why would you trade at all? There's no point. I mean – Something's got to change if you guys are telling me yeah, this. I think they need the coach, a coach. I of think course, the coach is going to change. That should have changed years ago. I think they're going to bring in Urban Meyer. But I think Urban Meyer's going to want to get his own guy in. So, let me ask you this. Do you think Matt Ryan should be dropped? No, I think. Why? Why? I mean, if, if you want to rebuild, then rebuild. Well, he hasn't won anything, right? If you want to rebuild, then let's rebuild. 
But I don't think the Cowboys are in a position to rebuild. But no, if you're they're trying, in, they're no, no, on their way to the playoffs. Right. No, hold on. Let's go to, get back to Matt Ryan because we're not going to. Well, I was just back. using that. No, no, no. We're going to go on Matt Ryan. If you want to rebuild, then let's rebuild. Let's, let's dedicate to it and know that, hey, we're going to rebuild this year. We're going to get stronger. But you were saying to trade for Derek Carr. Because he's open. If, if, but he's if, a worse Okay, then Dak. And Dak's going to ask for $35, $36 million. Derek Carr's not making $35, $36 million. You want to do it? Let's Google and see how much he's making. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it next time. No, because okay. I want to know because Dak Prescott's trying to get paid like one of the highest paid guys in the league. Yeah. Derek Carr was paid a couple years ago. So while he was paid big money at that time, it's not as big money as it looks like right now. Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, or not Pat Mahomes, but those three all make more money than Derek Carr does. Dak Prescott's trying to be in the same conversation with these guys money-wise. So if you're need, needing a quarterback to just still be able to compete with and go get some pieces. Derek Carr's getting five years, $125 million. Um, that's not a total contract. I, I need the yearly salary because Dak's asking for 30 something million. So, I mean, if we want to divide that because there's not a signing bonus included in that. I just think – I think it's dangerous to – Get rid of Dak Prescott. That's twenty-five million a year. I think Dak's asking for thirty-five million. If you're a GM, which I think Jerry Jones is actually GM for his own team, but if I'm GM for the Cowboys, okay, and you have a team that, granted, they're probably going to be eight and eight if they win this weekend, but you're still talking about a team that could possibly be in the playoffs, and you're going to remove a key piece. I just, I think that's first of all, I think that'd be a big mistake. And if my GM did that, I'd want to fire. If you're talking about getting rid of a quarterback, that's Leading a team possibly to the playoffs, I, think, I just don't agree with it. Leading his team to the playoffs with what kind of record? I just said eight and eight possibly. That's a 500 team. A win for yeah, a but the pieces are there for the Cowboys. And you're talking about removing the, a piece. But are the pieces really there? Yeah, they're... I think Dak Prescott is a very good quarterback. I think Ezekiel Elliott is a very good running back. Um, I think that has to do with the coaching more than that. That's what I'm saying. But no, no, I, I agree, but I'm saying – it's a Dak Prescott problem too. He's, you guys are acting like this guy's performing and giving them a chance to win. Every no, I'm game. just going to the other extreme because I feel like you're on the complete other extreme. I'm not on the complete other extreme. You're talking about getting rid of. Hey, if you can franchise that's the extreme. I'm not paying him thirty million dollars or thirty five. I can easily just franchise Tiger and then wait another year. I want to. I want to know money wise how much he's truly asked because. All the sports shows that I, like that I watch and everything, they said that he's asking for thirty, like upper echelon money. Derek Carr, you just told me it's five years, one hundred twenty-five million. That's twenty-five million dollars. That's exactly what I think Dak Prescott should make about twenty-five to. No, I think he deserves more than Derek Carr. I think he's a better player. Uh, well, they're about the same to me. But and he's just gonna be on the market probably for cheap because John Gruden wants to get his own guy. So might as well just roll the dice if he's wanting thirty-five and you can get a guy for ten million less. Or second, third round draft pick. Yeah, him and John Gruden don't get along. Um, talking about football, I got. Oh, let's talk. Let's talk Patriots real quick, just for you, because I know you're a big Patriots guy. They proved me wrong. I picked the Bills to win. I think the Bills still had the opportunity to go tie the game. They missed that pass. However, Brady showed up and they ran the ball pretty well. Brady played well. Defense wasn't bad. I think. I mean, you know, it was just a good team win. So. Patriots proved me wrong. I like to be proved wrong, so good for them. I think that I think I don't know if that clinched the division for them. Did it? Okay. So division chance once again. So congratulations, Timmy. You get to go celebrate for that one. Anything on the Patriots for you? Man, they played good. Good defense. Nothing really to say. They played good offense. You got anything about the Patriots game? Or? I mean, it's just Patriots being the Patriots. Yeah. Just waiting for the playoffs. 
Yeah, when you guys lose to the Chiefs. Say so. Since, let's, I'm going to stick with NFL for a second. Just off the top of your head, your Super Bowl predictions. You don't have to go into depth or anything. I got, yeah, I just, I got mine as well. You all go right, ahead. so I got Patriots and New Orleans with New Orleans winning. Okay. Uh, first of all, if I'm just going off the top of my head, you got to say Patriots just because of who they are, who their coach is. Tom Brady, you know, wins in the playoffs. And uh, I think New Orleans is a very good team this year. I think this is probably going to be Drew Brees' last year. If he wins. Yeah, he might play another one. But uh, I just think they're super talented. I mean, I think it's an open ball game between three teams in each uh, conference. Let's hear The 49ers, Seahawks, and Saints. And the NFC. Chiefs, Ravens, and Patriots. So I'm – it's a coin toss, I think. Yeah, two so I, two teams off the top of your head. I can't really make a prediction. Yeah, it's, it's an early season. It, you don't have to yeah. stick to this one. It's just your early before the playoffs start. Before you see all the seedings. Look. We'll go with Pat's 49 Okay. Um, just prior to all the seedings and everything, I got Saints versus Chiefs. Um, I think Pat Mahomes going to make a little run. I think he's going to go to Foxborough win. That's just kind of what I think. Since this is our kind of final podcast until next year, I want to go and get our college football playoff predictions out there as well. Um, I have LSU versus Oklahoma. I have LSU winning in a very close game, actually. I think it's a lot closer to, like, the Georgia-Oklahoma game from a couple years ago. I think a a shootout, probably, I'm going to roll with, since I've had kind of time more time to think about it, I'm going to roll with uh, uh, 45-38 LSU. And then Ohio State versus Clemson. I got Clemson winning in a kind of low scoring. Well, I won't say low scoring, but about 31-27 Clemson. So LSU versus Clemson final matchup. You want to go ahead and pick it up? Oh, I'm going to wait for our next podcast for our national championship so we can kind of see who was right, who was wrong. Okay. Um, no, I, I got LSU winning against Oklahoma. Big. Probably about 45 to 20. Okay. And I got Clemson a close one. Probably 40 to 31. I think both of them are going to be a little high score. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just kind of go off of what I chose the first time. I think Oklahoma's going to upset LSU. Um, I just think you got to pick some type of upset. Okay. okay. That's my upset. I think Jalen Hurts will lead that team. Those are some good predictions. Um, 
I, I don't know how I feel about the host. I, I don't. I just don't see our Oklahoma winning. That's that's a bold statement. Look, look, look. So there's going to be an upset in the playoffs. And I think we may have a best caller in a minute. What yeah. kind of takes as well? But go ahead. Yeah, I just think they, there's going to be an upset somewhere. So I chose Oklahoma. Hey, I like I like it. I mean, hey, that's bold. I mean, I'm not going to pick favorites all the time. I haven't heard no one pick that, so I mean, I like that. I think Clemson. I think Ohio State hasn't seen the weapons that Clemson's got yet. Uh, quarterback play, they haven't seen like that. They haven't seen wide receivers like that yet. I don't. I think their defense is very good, though. I, I'm, you think, I'm with you. You think Ohio State hasn't seen the weapons that Clemson has? Mm-hmm. I think you can also make the same well, argument for, for no, Ohio I, State and Clemson the other way. I don't think oh, Clemson has seen nearly the. The guys that, but uh, Clemson has seen the wide receivers from Alabama from last year. Yeah. But we got a guest caller just calling in. Uh, what's up, Dale? How you doing? I'm good, man. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. So, just a couple quick questions for you, kind of be a little quick. We we had goat talks earlier on the podcast for the NBA. Yeah, I was listening. So, who's your goat of the NBA? Pistons, 
considered a bad, uh, you know, a great team. Uh-huh. But Jordan could never be with Pippen and them. Matter of fact, that's the best team that Jordan ever beat. And it was to get to the finals. And he couldn't beat them until he lost to them two or three years in a row. And they got old. Then he finally beat the Pistons. Uh-huh. In the finals... Jordan was lucky, well, he was fortunate to be in the time span he was because when he was going to those finals, he was playing teams that weren't that good. Yeah, but like, give me a couple of examples. As far as all-time finals teams that he had to beat, Uh he beat the Sonics with Gary Payton and Sean Kemp. He beat Portland with Clyde Drexler and Kevin Duckworth. And Bird scored 20-something left-handed on them. On them, he beat the Lakers, but that wasn't really the Lakers. He beat Magic when he was old. Kareem was no longer on the team. Uh-huh. They had Sam Perkins. It was just nowhere near the team they had in the early 80s that Bird had to beat. Yeah. It was not the same team. Then he beat the best The best finals team he beat, you could say, would be the Jazz, and they didn't really have anything really a whole lot outside of Malone and Stockton. And then he beat, uh, who was the other team? He beat them twice. Oh, poor, uh, Phoenix was Barkley and Marley. And uh-huh. the best team Barkley was on was the Sixers when he joined up with Dr. J and Moses Malone when he first got drafted into the league. Uh-huh. And, and that was an all-time great team that Bird had to beat, too. The Sixers, Dr. J, Moses Malone. No, I agree. All those guys. Uh-huh. And he beat them. He beat the Rockets with Elijah and Sampson, the Twin Towers. Yeah. Um, let's see. He, he he beat everybody in his era. There wasn't anybody that he didn't beat. And that team that beat the Bulls all them times, uh-huh. they beat the Pistons a bunch of times before they could finally beat the Celtics. But it's just he's not going to get that credit he deserves. He didn't have a long career before a Seven or eight year stretch in the 80s, he was better than anybody that's ever played in any stretch. Uh-huh. That's why I say he's the best. And I saw it. But Jordan's a great scorer to me, like Kobe. But as a, affecting five guys around him, he's not better than Bird or LeBron. Uh-huh. LeBron took the Cavs to the finals, and, uh, you know, when he was a young guy, they got swept by the Spurs, but that's an all-time great team, too. Yeah, with Duncan and Ginobili and all them. They they won a bunch of titles, and, and matter of fact, Jordan never beat a team that was as good as that team. Oh. If he got to beat somebody like the Spurs, or if he had even faced Elijah Wine in the finals and beat them, I would have gave him more credit than what he, what he did. He was fortunate of who he played. When he played, because if his teams would have been playing the Celtics or the Lakers of the '80s or the Sixers, I don't know how. I'm hard to say he'd even won one because they didn't have any inside presence on that team. They were more perimeter defense, yeah, type team. And the Celtics and the Lakers would have killed him on the interior with the sky hooks and McHale. They just been eating for lunch. Quick thing, quick thing. Yeah. So. Going off, I, I agree with you that Bird's a goat and Jordan's kind of more of a scorer and stuff. However, you mentioned Jordan was kind of fortunate to play in the era he did. We can kind of say the same thing for LeBron's streak to the finals, though, too, correct? I mean, him playing in the East with it down so many years, kind of after that Celtics big three split up, and once he got with the Heat, 
Um, he didn't really face too many great teams in the East, and I think sometimes we forget about that when we talk about his spot, uh, streak uh, trips to the finals. Right. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, I guess the best team he would have beat to get there that year would have been the Pistons. They did beat the Lakers with Kobe and Shaq, but and, and, and at some point he finally beat the – I think he was on the Heat before he ever beat the Celtics, but they beat the Pistons. Uh-huh. To get to the finals that year, I believe. Yeah, with Chauncey Billups and them. Yeah, yeah, the team that beat the Lakers. Uh huh. But to me, the reason I say that's so good is because of who he was playing. No, no. Didn't have one other All Star on that team. I agree with you. Booby Gibson, Delonte West, Sharunas Ilgaskis, uh, um, Parajal. He had guys that. I mean, when he left the team, I think they won ten games. And in and, and my, my opinion, he had to leave because they would never get anybody for him there. That's why he had to go somewhere to join somebody. Uh-huh. And I, I me mean, personally, I think it was his plan, and he knew they would be terrible. And they'd end up getting some draft picks, and when he became a free agent again, he could go back. I think it was all a plan. And it worked out. They got Kyrie Irving, and then he was able to get Kevin Love in a trade, which mm-hmm. that ain't no great supporting cast, but they were able to beat the you know Golden State. I think you're right. Another, huh? Oh, I think you're right with all that stuff. Also, just a quick question for you. I know you're a Cowboys fan, correct? That's right. So, how do you feel after this weekend's game? Uh, are you got any questions for us that you want us to kind of go over with you too? Cowboys, me personally as a fan, I hope they lose because I don't even want to see them in the playoffs. They don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Uh-huh. Just they need to break that up. Uh, you know, I'm tired of it. I hope Jerry Jones sells the team. I think that's the problem, to be honest with you. He, he wants all the credit and don't want any of the blame. I think he needs to coach the team for as long as he's alive or sell the team. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and he's not going to do that because he don't want to get blamed when they're not good. But Jason Garrett stays around because he, he'll just take what Jerry Jones dishes out and he'll be the puppet that he wants him to be. But they need to break that whole thing up. But I don't know any coach. If I was a coach, I'd have to uh, say I want to draft all the players I'm making all the football decisions. You're staying out of it. You're not doing interviews. And I'll sign a contract if you agree to all that. That's the only way I'm, I'm doing it, though. Uh-huh. But other than that, and I don't think he's going to do that, so I say he just needs to go down and coach the team, you know, whatever, and, and then I'll probably just uh, pull for two or whatever team he goes to. There you go. Another thing for you, real quick. Who do you got in the college football national championship? It's going to be Ohio State and LSU. I think LSU is going to win pretty easy. I just don't see Oklahoma's defense slowing them down. Uh huh. I think they're going to score at will. Um, and uh, uh, Oklahoma's going to score some too, but I just don't think it's going to be nearly enough. I don't think they're going to stay to be able to stay up with them because I think LSU's defense is a little better than Oklahoma's. Uh huh. And then uh, on the other side, I think that uh, Ohio State is going to beat Clemson because I just feel like Ohio State's defense is going to, you know, pressure uh, the Clemson quarterback. Yeah. And I don't think he's had to play a game where he's been pressured in his career 
from what I can see, but I think he's going to feel that in this game. I think he's going to throw a couple picks to Ohio State. I think Ohio State's going to beat them pretty easy because I, I really don't feel like Clemson's been tested this year uh-huh. with this current team. Uh, you know, they can say whatever they want about last year. I'm talking about this year. And uh, I just feel like Ohio State's going to beat them. And then in that final game. They got a nasty pass rush. I agree with you. Ohio State. In that final game, I feel like uh, I, I feel like Ohio State's got the best team. And uh, they should win it all. But uh-huh. I don't feel like they will because that game will be in New Orleans. Yeah, so like a home like game. I feel like LSU's just got a, a magic kind of thing going. Uh-huh. I don't feel like they're better than Ohio State. I just feel like that they're going to figure out a way to win that game and, and that they'll, they'll win the championship. Last thing for you, Dale, then. You got any questions for us real quick? Uh, yeah, I could come up with some. What do you think about uh, Georgia at uh, Alabama next year? Oh, yeah, so Georgia travels to Tuscaloosa next year. Um, really, it kind of depends the quarterback situation for both schools. For me, uh, if Tua comes back for Alabama, if Fromm comes back for Georgia, I think if Georgia's rolling out a freshman quarterback to Tuscaloosa, I think that smells trouble. Uh, I also think, I mean, you guys could also have a freshman quarterback facing a really good Georgia defense at home as well. That's a big game. I think it really comes down to who returns at the quarterback position. I think Georgia's going to return some skilled players. I think Alabama's going to have some play. I think it's going to be really – I think it's going to be the new version of a, almost the game of the century, like how LSU and Alabama had. I think it's going to be a really good game. I think as long as Georgia comes ready to play, it really – as long as – I think it's going to be a good one. I, I think Fromm's actually going to probably be back, and I hope he proves me wrong and has the chip on his shoulder and comes ready to play that game. What do you, what are you thinking about? What do you guys think about it? Uh – Man, it's, it's hard to tell right now. It is, it is tough. Uh, we don't really know what either team looks like. Uh, of course, we expect Alabama to be Alabama and uh, Georgia to be good. I just don't – it's hard to pick right now. It, um, it, is, it is. If I just had to pick, I would probably go with Georgia just because I think there's more certainties, certainties at certain positions. Uh, I think Alabama's losing a lot, and plus they're running back. So we'll see what you got? Nah, it's tough to pick right now. Um, I know Georgia's defense is going to be good next year. They got a lot of people coming back. They are losing their safety read. Um, it depends on Jake Fromm as well. I don't know if Bama's losing Moses or not, their linebacker. He's been hurt for a while. Is he a senior? I think he's a junior, right? Dale? Yeah, he's a he's he's Moses. He's coming. He'll be a senior if he comes back. Okay. Um. So it should be a tough one. I, I, I think it's going to be a good game to watch for sure. I, uh, my prediction early is I'm, I think I'm going to take Georgia. I think we're due for winning against Alabama. I think this would be the one time I see us beating them. I don't see us beating them in another national championship or anything like that. I think this is our one time to go get some revenge on them. So we might as well go do it at their place too. So hopefully they come in with something to play for. What do you think about the game? Until one of them guys beat Saban, I'll say Saban will beat them. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Last question for you, then. I'll let you go. All right. Real quick, who is the best quarterback of all time? To me, the best quarterback of all time that I've seen play personally is Joe Montana. Okay. And 
the reason I say that is because, uh, you know, he won four Super Bowls. He was four out of four with the 49ers. And much like Bird, I never saw a clutch moment where he didn't come through and win the ball game for his team. You know, he had a last-minute drive to win Super Bowls. He did it to the Cowboys in 81 championship game to go to the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Through a last-second touchdown pass. He's just clutch, money, every time you need it. He's like Tom Brady. He was on that level, at least even with how Brady does the clutch. Uh-huh. How Brady is in the clutch. And uh, that's how Montana was, at least that good. Me, to me, he's the best that I've ever seen in the clutch. But the reason I say that, he was four out of four in Super Bowls, but... Late in his career, he wasn't Brady's age uh-huh. because the era he played in, you could hit the quarterback. You could you could uh, unload on him. Uh-huh. There wasn't any rules that protected the quarterbacks. There wasn't any rules that protected the wide receivers. You could you could hit them going across the middle. You could actually rough guys up. Yeah, it's a lot different than it is now today's era. So you have to give him uh, a, a strike for that, you know, because. He had to deal with getting getting hit. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, he let he late in his career, the 49ers decided they want to go with Steve Young. Yeah. Let him go. Well, he went to the Kansas City Chiefs, which had nobody at that time. They weren't even a team other than Derek Thomas. He was a linebacker from Alabama. He was a sack, you know, a sack linebacker. He set the NFL record for sacks in a game with I think it's seven. Uh-huh. But anyway, he went to that team, and they didn't even have any receivers, didn't hardly have anything. They had an agent, Marcus Allen, came over there and played running back. But he took them to the AFC Championship game against the Bills. Uh-huh. I think it was 90, 92 or 3. And they were one game away from going to the Super Bowl to play the Cowboys, but Buffalo beat them in the championship game. But – to me, I say that's why late in his career he took another team uh-huh. that close to the Super Bowl with nobody. Okay, so if Brady did something like that, I would put him on that level. Like if he leaves the Patriots this year, yeah, and goes to another team and takes them deep on a playoff run, uh-huh. and we'll get another and another on another franchise because Brady's my second. Because of the clutchness. Both of them have that clutchness. But if y'all go back and watch Montana, I mean, he had great players in San Francisco, but you couldn't say that when he he did it with Kansas City, so that's why we give him the nod. Well, I appreciate you calling, Dale, and I I like all your takes for sure. I I agree with you. I think Montana's right there with Brady, and I I put Breeze up there. But I appreciate you calling in all your hot takes, and I appreciate you listening to our, our podcast and watching our show live. Yeah, I'll continue. Y'all doing a good job, and I'll uh, I'll talk to y'all later. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Thank you. You too. Any final thoughts from you guys today? Yeah, just with the this ain't my final thoughts, but just with the Larry Bird thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I respect it. I think he's an all-time great. I just I still don't think he's. It's okay. It's okay. I just don't. I'm about to say that's the best thing about it is everyone gets to have different opinions. Yeah. Um, Everyone gets to have their own true goat. Um, I, I put Larry Bird up there. You may put MJ, LeBron, whoever you put up there. And I think something that'd be fun to do, uh, maybe in the future, right? making a board of, or maybe having two guys that lived 
in that, you know, saw both guys. Have them come in on have the them, debate. Have them awesome. come on here, go back and forth, and uh, I think that'd be good. That'd be sweet. I think that'd be better than us debating. Guys that haven't watched Larry Bird, haven't hey, watched Michael Jordan. I, 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 I've watched highlights, and I've watched games on watch. YouTube. Like I said, we can I all watch highlights. Oh, no, I've watched games on YouTube. Everyone's a superstar. Uh, I've watched games on YouTube where I was like, hey. All right, but my final thoughts um, has to do with you. Not really sports, but really just thanking you guys for allowing me to come on here uh, for three podcasts. You know, this is my last regular appearance. Um, I think I'm scheduled to be on like two more. Oh, you, yeah, you, you and want to like, Yeah, and then, and then, you know, I can, if I have time, I'll be here. But uh, it's been a lot of fun. You know, I appreciate you inviting me on here. You know, it's been fun. Hey, good luck in the new year. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Y'all keep that. going after it. Keep. Keep giving your hot takes. Uh, you know, always will. Tim, you got any final thoughts? I appreciate that, man. Love to have you back on. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Uh, yes, first of all, Merry Christmas. Thank you, Dakota. Love to have you back on whenever you're, you're, you got the time. You got awesome takes, great experience, and you can kind of put me in check when I have all my hot <laughs> takes. Um, our next ep- first of all, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and any other holidays you celebrate, whether it be Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, any of those, you know, Celebrate it well and have fun. Our next episode won't be until January 3rd. Um, however, you may see me live on YouTube. I'm actually visiting California. So if I can, if there's any way I can get some cool sports stuff from there, you may see me post it on social media. If you follow us, follow us on social media, YouTube, as you see, if you're live with us, Sports Pantomass. If you're listening, it's on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. It's Sports Pantomass. If you want to keep up with our posts, Follow us on Facebook. We have a page, um, Sports Pantomats Podcast. Um, Instagram, it's at Sports Pantomats. Um, Twitter, at Sport Pantomat One. And then also, you want your hot takes or, you know, just want to give us some feedback or anything like that, you can email us. It's um, at sportspantomats at gmail.com. Yeah, and I think, I think getting more interaction with you guys would be really great. Um, you know, share this around. You know, if you think this is worth sharing, share with your friends. Right? Yeah. Uh, the only way for this to really Give get going, subscribe, yeah, keep, you know, kind of share with your friends. Hey, listen to these three dummies talk about sports. Yeah, or hey, have a like. Even even come on here and, and come talk yourself. Get your get your own hot takes out there. Your opinion. I love yeah. to hear more people's mindsets, and I like to. I mean, I like good arguments about sports. I enjoy it. I would love to have more hot takes, and also give us some topics to talk about. I mean, hey. It's tough to you know have to come up with a podcast, all the ideas, yeah, all that leave stuff. Leave comments on YouTube. Uh, yeah, I was like, you can leave comments on YouTube, all that good stuff. I appreciate you listening, and have a good one. January third. There we go, January third. Good stuff, boy.